Jesus prayed, I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me, I have given to them, and they have received them and know in truth that I came from you. And they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me because they are yours. All mine are yours and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world. And I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. While I was with them, I protected them in your name that you have given me. I guarded them and not one of them was lost except the one destined to be lost so that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I am coming to you and I speak these things in the world so that they may have my joy made complete in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world, but I ask you to protect them from the evil one. They do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, so that they also may be sanctified in truth. The danger of a single story. If you've ever heard the TED Talk, given by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, then you might be familiar with this concept already. To summarize what Adichie describes, when a nation, a continent, a group of people, a particular skin color, a body type, a religion, an occupation, is reduced to a single story that we tell over and over again, we lose the beautiful diversity, the multiplicity of voices, the multifaceted, multifaceted, complicated truth. The danger of single stories is that we start to think that we know everything about a person or a place or a religion from a single story that doesn't and could never represent the whole. I bring this up because in our gospel lesson, Jesus talks about the world. And in this moment, Jesus talks about the world in a a particular way. For some context, in this passage of scripture, Jesus is praying for his disciples. And even though we are in the season of Easter, Jesus is praying before he dies on the cross. 
And the disciples are able to overhear his prayer for them. Jesus is praying for the time when the disciples will be without him, at least without him in the way that they are used to. And the time when it will be up to them to continue Jesus' ministry in his name. And as he prays, Jesus asks God to protect his disciples from the world, a world that hates them because they do not belong, a world where evil and violence is present, a world that is about to crucify its Savior. If we read just this passage of Scripture alone, without the rest of Scripture informing us, we would be in danger of a single story. If we were to take this single passage of Scripture and let it tell the whole story of what the world is and who we are to the world, then we might think that the world is only evil, a place to be feared, that by following Jesus we will be met only with hate, and that we are always in danger of being rejected. Now, Conveniently, this single story paints us as heroes. We are always in the right, always doing godly work, always in the position to show others the way. That's why it's really important to read Scripture in the context of Scripture, in the context of our experience and relationship with God. Because the story of the world is complicated. And our relationship to the world as followers of Jesus is also complicated. From Scripture, we learn that God created the world and all that is within it and called it good, very good even. And we are a part of this creation. But then sin entered the story And people were separated from God, doing things that hurt themselves and others and the earth. But God still loved creation. God continued to love people. God so loved the world that God gave God's only son. If we see the world as just a bad place, a place that wants to do harm to us or to our faith, then we might have the desire to retreat from the world, to live away from others safe within the walls of our sanctuary where we think no one can hurt us. If we hate the world, doing justice work out of anger, we become the very thing we hate, returning evil for evil, making all sorts of judgments, seeing only bad opinions, bad behavior, bad people. So while it's true that there is evil in the world, that when we follow Jesus, we might be met with resistance or harm, it's also true that the world is beautiful, filled with all sorts of imperfect people who need help, that we are called to be in the world, in relationship with people, that the world is in need of love, that transformation and redemption are possible. That's what the cross teaches us. 
It's important to our ministry to love the world as God so loves the world, to look on others with compassion rather than judgment, to engage the world which is broken with the hope of healing those broken places. At a clergy meeting earlier this week, we were lamenting that people seem more divided than ever. Social media is partly to blame for that. Algorithms can pretty quickly determine where your worldview lies and then show you really clickable content that pushes us to further extremes. And as we strengthen our own views, we vilify the other. We reduce each group to a single story. I'll let you complete these sentences in your own thoughts. Every criminal is. All Democrats want. All Republicans think. Massachusetts drivers are kids these days. The rich don't. The poor always. Israelis and Palestines should just. People who choose not to get the vaccine are. People who have gotten the vaccines are. Now, I won't ask you to discuss your answers with those around you. But maybe there was a sentence or two that you didn't end with kind words, clumping everyone in that group into the same unflattering story. These divides seem so overwhelming sometimes, opinions so strong that it's hard to see a way forward together. But then I see something that gives me hope. I see young children who pick bouquets of dandelions to give on Mother's Day, who splash in mud puddles after it rains, who pick up worms with tenderness and curiosity, who sing out of tune with passion and confidence. And they do these things because they don't think dandelions are weeds, that rain is bad weather, that worms are gross, or that there's only one right way to sing a song. They haven't learned those single stories that are so ingrained in some of us adults. They are open to all the possibilities, looking at the world as a place to play and wonder and grow with nothing but curiosity and joy and love. That's what we need more of. That's the outlook we need. Because if we split the world into who we hate and who we love, bad and good, oppressor and oppressed, wrong and right, and hold on to these single stories, if we put ourselves in the place of judge and condemn the one for the sake of the other, we miss the point. We become the oppressor proclaiming the good news of God's love, but only for some, and withholding it from the rest. Even the oppressor is a person with a story, just as captive to the power they hold 
as the oppressed can be captive to poverty. And everyone, regardless of what holds them captive, deserves to be free. The rich and the poor, the abuser and the abused, the old and the young, and everyone in between need to know the power of God's healing and forgiveness. Everyone needs God's transforming love. It's not a message for some. It's a message for all. It's a message for the whole world, a world we love so much that with God's help, we can bring God's heavenly kingdom to earth. None of us fit into a single story. And thankfully, we have a God who does not stop at a single story. If God did, then our single story might be that we are all sinners, that we have fallen short of the glory of God, that we deserve death, period. Instead, we also have another story, that we are forgiven, that we've been given new life in Christ, that we are beloved children of God, that we are called to go into the world and show others that love. We are sinner and saint, created by God but not of the world, trying our best and in need of help claimed by Christ and a work in progress, guilty and forgiven, tired and hopeful, fragile and eternal. But most of all, we are loved. And we are sent into the world that can be terrible and wonderful, called to share the love we have received with everyone. Amen.